listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. It is a Manati Monday. That means we're getting into the Manati biz with Ntogozo Shlachwa, your author, speaker, podcaster, businessman, husband, you know, of one wife, because, you know, in the church, they always say that. So it's good to say that. I don't know. Maybe when I become a husband, I'll become a husband of one wife's. Hallelujah. How are you doing, mighty man? I'm doing awesome and you yourself, people. <laughs> I am fantastic. I am fantastic. It's another week and we want to continue the conversation of, uh, you know, um, helping small businesses who really get into becoming the best version of themselves and really growing and becoming businesses that contribute in a major way into the economy. And today we're looking at... Uh, from conception to formation and also some of the legalities or the things one needs to take into account when registering a company. But before we get into that, what is your great your business tip of the day today? I want to get you off guard. <laughs> what would be the business tip of the day? Business tip of the day, I would say, always know the unique value that you're bringing to someone or to your customers. And in order to understand what that is, is, you need to understand that you are special and no one is like you. No one can make that product or sell that product the same as you. Nobody has the same network as you. So take all of those things into consideration when you're determining what is unique about the value that you'll provide. I love that. I love that because ultimately business, I mean, you know, from the beginning till the end. And we grew up, especially in the township where we saw them all the time. But here comes Duncan Donald and it becomes the biggest company where everybody wants to buy those donuts. And ultimately it's Amakwenya, a private school. So somebody saw a gap. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's always a way to... Yeah, there's always a way to, to do something that has been done in a special way. And that's what I would want to encourage everybody to do because there's no one who can do it like you. So maximize on your strength and go with it. Mm, I really like that. I really like that. Let's get into today's conversation because we're going to be unpacking a couple of things in this particular conversation. And I think these are important things. When I started off to say from inception, I want us to speak, well, you you phrased it even better, saying the business model canvas, you know, and you want seeking and getting into a space of um, the idea, from the idea to the paper to then the investors. Me, I call it from conception to uh, formation. So what, ask, what, what, what do you mean when we're speaking about the business model canvas? What does that mean? All right. So... The business model canvas is an actual um, business tool that is used around the world. And it's a very useful tool that helps somebody to take the idea um, from their head and put it on paper so that they're able to better communicate it to other people or better communicate it on paper. And this is very important um, because one thing I always say to entrepreneurs that they need to understand, and I learned this a few years ago as well, that there is a difference between an idea and a business. Just because you've got a brilliant idea does not mean you have a brilliant business. If business equaled idea, then everybody in the world would have a successful business, but there's a difference. That's why sometimes when people are like, um, I'm afraid they're going to steal my idea. Look, 
they can steal your idea, but that doesn't mean they've got that business because there's a huge step between having an idea and actually forming a business out of that idea. And basically the business model canvas is one of the best tools you can use to actually build something called a business model, which is essentially what takes your idea and turns it into a business on paper so that tomorrow when you're running your business, you're running it based on what you wrote down when it comes to um, what we call a business model. So this is really something that is not popular amongst a lot of entrepreneurs that I've met but it's supposed to be a fundamental tool. Everybody should use a business model canvas so you can put your idea on paper, see if it's actually good. Firstly, that's what it's going to tell you. And secondly, it's going to be, I mean, enable you to actually see what it looks like as a business now. I really like the fact that we're differentiating between an idea and a, um, a business because a lot of us uh, have a idea about a lot of things especially when we're chilling from our households and stuff you find that a person is like yeah me i have an idea you know you imagine if we are sitting here you're sitting in a dining room you know if you have something where you just press a remote and the wall turns blue and then you press a remote and the wall turns red ah why paint we know we don't need to paint anymore in december if you can sell that idea it's a beautiful idea and then while when they see it implemented by somebody else, they're like, yeah, but we business, yeah, me. And no, it was an idea <laughs> because you didn't get into the how part of it and the why and how you'd go about it. So let's get into that. You're speaking about this canvas um, uh, model. What is it? Where does one access it? And how then does it play out? All right. So the business model canvas, because again, it's a universally used tool, um, you can find it anywhere. Um, I mean, the best way to do it, of course, would be just to Google um, Business Model Canvas and you'll be able to see it. So the way it looks like, it's one page, right? And again, that's what I love about it. It's not like 10 pages, like a business plan. This is a one-page um, document or rather a one-page image or a sketch that really puts your ideas all in one place and enables you to actually visualize your business. So when you Google it, you're going to see basically it's like a, a huge rectangle and inside that rectangle, it's got other rectangles inside and it's basically dividing uh, it into different blocks, right? And these blocks are representing different parts of the, of the, the business model canvas. So the business model canvas has nine uh, particular elements. And once you filled in all of these elements, regarding your business, then you actually are way closer to having a business. So the different elements, the first one is the value proposition. I'm just going to go through all of them and then we can get into them later if we have time. So first is the value proposition, um, basically what value you're bringing. Um, then it's the customer segments, you know, who exactly are you going to try and sell this to? And then thirdly is the customer relationships meaning how are you going to relate with these people? It's one thing to say people are going to buy your product, but how are you even going to be able to talk to them? So you, you write that down. And then fourthly, it's your distribution channels, um, which means, you know, how is it going to go? How's your product, product going to go from you to your customers? And then uh, the fifth one is key activities, meaning what is your business going to be doing day to day? And then key resources simply means what is it that you need in order for your business to work, like practically, you know, obviously if, you, if you're selling oranges, you're gonna need oranges, you know, you know, what are the key resources that you're gonna need? And then seven is key partners. Maybe you can't do the business on your own and you need other people to help you who are doing other things. And that's what key partners would be. And number eight is cost structures, meaning, you know, 
the money that you're going to need to spend in order for your business to work. And lastly, of course, most importantly, why we're here is revenue streams, right? How your business is going to make money. Because if an idea is great and it doesn't make money, it's not a business. So those are the nine points that are found in the business model canvas. And again, I want to reiterate, this is a one-page sketch. So you don't go into too much detail. You literally write from a five words or maybe five points per box. And then you just keep it simple like that. And then now you'll actually be able to visualize your business. Will it actually work? How will it actually work? I like that. I mean, I like these elements, especially because I'm one, I mean, being in broadcasting, I interact and interview and engage in conversations with a lot of business people. And many of them can't even simplify the business concept. What is your business? What does it do? Yeah, man. Hey, Uneskats, yo, yazi business, yami, crenshapu. And I'm just like, give me the sentence. Give me the go-to word. Give me the phrase that, you know, that pays. And let's get to it. Let me decide in that first uh, two seconds, three seconds, six seconds, if I'm interested in listening to the rest of the conversation. And I find that a lot of people struggle because a lot of people Mm. don't get into this particular part of the conversation. So maybe let's break down a couple of these um, segments that are important. These nine elements, um, we'll couple them. We'll speak about, for example, Value proposition, we've really covered a lot on this particular show, but there could be somebody that's listening to us for the very first time and really is asking, what is value? What do you mean by value proposition? When I'm considering moving from concept, which is what I have in the head, to um, manifestation or formation, where I start to build this company into then it becoming one of the the biggest uh, companies around. What is value proposition? What does it mean? Yeah, so I mean... Value proposition, I feel like um, one of the best ways to explain this is what um, a friend of mine who is a business um, a mentor, Unik Sibanda, says, like, when, for example, you're buying uh, a, a lollipop for a child, um, you know, you're not necessarily buying, uh, as a parent, you're not necessarily buying a, a stick with a little sweet on top, you know, you're buying you know, peace of mind for your child to be quiet at that time, or you're buying the happiness of your, on your child's face. Um, you're buying the sweetness that it's going to bring to your child. You know, so it goes beyond the actual product and it goes to the value that you're providing. The product may be the, the way to get to the value, but value proposition is why you're actually selling to people. You know, for example, you look at McDonald's, yes, they're selling burgers, but really more than anything, it's the fact that it's convenience. They're selling yeah. convenience. That's the true thing that they're selling. And that's what value proposition is. What is the true thing, whether it's a feeling, whether it's a thought, you know, whether it's feeling like when you're wearing a Versace or Gucci, you feel it's, it's, they're not selling you clothes, they're selling you status. So that's what value proposition is. I love that. I love that. And I think a lot of people, once again, because we are dealing a lot with small businesses and a lot of people are really struggling to bring that conversation to the table, which what is the value proposition? Yes, you've written a book, but what is it about the book? You're not, you're not just selling the fact that you want people to read because then it's just benefiting you, you know, but you're selling mm-hmm. the fact that you're exposing them to knowledge, you're exposing them to new spaces, you're expo- maybe extending the conversations that they would otherwise not be able to have the right words to articulate so that then becomes your selling point i really love that idea of the value proposition let's get into then um maybe this one these two will mix together customer segment and customer relation yeah 
And I mean, this is very important because I've heard a lot of successful entrepreneurs say, they ask people, what are you, who are you selling to? And immediately when you say these words, I'm selling to everyone, they know that your business is going to fail. Because <laughs> one of the things you need to know to do, <laughs> yeah, one of the things you need to be able to do early, <laughs> it's true, or they all say it. <laughs> You need to be able to identify who you're selling to. You know, be very intentional. Uh, one of my guests, Upiula, said, uh, you need to have an intimate sort of relationship with your customers. Know them very well. Know them, know how they think, know what they want, know what they do. So customer segments and customer relationships is really trying to figure out who are you selling to. It's easy to say I'm selling to everyone, but no, not, no one, not even... You know, uh, the great iPhone is selling to everyone, you know, mm. figure out who exactly you do and focus on them. You know, that's what these two segments are helping. And I mean, you're right. iPhone can be bought by everyone and anyone, but it is not for everyone and anyone. Because just because somebody yeah. who is from uh, MS7 and Mkukwini is can buy can own it doesn't mean necessarily that they can afford it and you know that it is mm. meant for them because it is meant for a person who's not worrying about data number one a person who is of a particular who's concerned about capturing certain images but also using mm. I, mean, I always find most of our people always think about just the camera feature of the show I mean of the phone but they forget that there are other um, elements to the show you can link it to your smart computer you can do this you can do that when mm. you're doing a business notes so it's actually a very business phone it's not just the glitz of having an iphone yeah and you know that you are not the customer when the only thing you you think about is that my photos are going to be banging <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so let's get into i mean customer relationship is, is also an important one because now when you have identified your customer segment and who you're offering and then your customer relationship and maintaining that we have touched a bit a, a lot actually on that in the show which he, how can we strengthen those relationships? Somebody's listening to us and says, okay, I've got these things. Maybe, again, we'll use one of our prominent um, topics, which is very much one of the small businesses that are in the hood, whether it's a car wash or a, a quarter business. How then important is this customer relationship? Because you don't want somebody to come, maybe, let me phrase it like this, because you don't want somebody to come in once and buy your quarter and leave forever. What should you do to maximize your customer relations so that you consistently have your top 10 that you know per week they will always come by or they'll always come bring their car to your car wash? Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a very, very important one. And especially with small business owners, they need to listen to this point because it, it's so often the, the thing that makes us fail or makes us succeed is not whether or not you can get customers, it's whether or not you can retain them. And this is so important because that's why a lot of small businesses, we don't have a high non-start rate in South Africa. We have a high failure rate, which means a lot of them do actually start, but they fail. And if they start, it means they had customers at some point, and now they don't have customers anymore, which means they're failing on the topic of customer retention. And this is where, you, as, as you're saying quite right, customer relationships come very, very important. And of course, it goes back to that, uh, the answer goes back to that whole, you know, customer service. You know, people 
think it's a cliche now, but it's, it's very important, you know, so it's customer service and actually researching your customers and actually um, how to relate to them in a sense that how do you talk to them? What is it that they want to hear from you? What is it that they will think is thoughtful from you? Uh, because human beings inherently have a, a self selfish sort of nature you know it's if, if i see that you made an effort to do something for me i'm probably going to come back to you even if it costs me more mm. so a business owner has to do that research to say my top 10 customers what do they like what cool drink do they drink mm. do your research and tomorrow they're there you give them their favorite cool drink it seems small mm. but it's not about again it's not about the cool drink it's about the value you're providing for them and at that moment it's the fact that i'm noticed and i'm appreciated and they are definitely going to come back to you if you give them that sort of a feeling because that's what it's all about. 067-153-1089. If you're just joining us, this is Mnati Biz. It happens every Monday. There's a podcast called The Business Forecast where Ndogozo is hosting and he comes in and on Mondays we kind of break down some of the conversations there. Some weeks we'll bring you a conversation that's already taken place and take out the key concepts and other weeks like we have been doing the couple of weeks is bringing you fresh conversation bringing it first time here and really unpacking it because our aim is to grow small businesses to become businesses and not just a small business 28 minutes past the hour one o'clock we're going to take a, a song by um jonathan mcronald's your world on the other side in togoza i want to get in a bit into the key propositions i mean the key resources and the key partners and then of course i want to um escalate our conversation to move a little bit faster in terms of the space of exploring now that i know these things how do i then register my company i want to know how to take this company from thought into now practically how do i register where do i even register do i need to pay somebody to do it for me or can i do it by myself all of that and more i want to unpack on the other side of this Thirty-three minutes past the hour, um, one o'clock. We are wrapping up our beautiful conversations with Ndogos. If you just joined us, the song that you heard was uh, Jonathan McRonald's "Your World." It also dropped last week on Mondays. You know, I have a tendency of uh, the songs that drop on Friday to bring them live on air because why not? Why not? And there's a lot of also beautiful South African jams that dropped this weekend, and you will be hearing them as the show progresses. But right now, we're still speaking about all things business. And Togozo, are you still online? Yes, I'm right here. Let's get into key resources. Um, we spoke about the nine elements that people need to take into account, especially when in the process of 
um, forming their business, you know. From concept, we've moved into formation before the, the realization of the business or the manifestation stages of the actual business. But now we're touching on uh, value proposition, customer segment, customer relationship. And of course, there are other elements that you spoke about, like distribution um, channels, which are very important one, because I think a lot of times we start businesses or we come up with products that we don't know how to distribute. Then the next thing you've got um, a box of tissues and everybody needs a tissue. Everybody, even the president needs a tissue. But you don't know how to move your tissues because you've not thought about distribution structures. Though it's something that everybody needs, everybody also has brands that they already are tied to. So why should they choose you over those brands? And I think those are conversations that we have not unpacked as as, 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 as important as we need to. Let's touch a little bit on distribution, but making our way to key resources and key partners. All right. So, I mean, as you said, I think you just put it so perfectly that um, distribution is, you know, probably just as important as, you know, the quality of your product. Because it doesn't make sense you having all of this product and people needing them, but you're not able to get them um, to the people, you know. Um, so um, there are a variety of distribution models. Uh, I mean, it depends on whether or not you've got a product or you've got a service. Of course, if you have a service, your distribution becomes a whole lot more simpler, but you still need to consider it, right? For example, if you're giving out um, dance lessons, you know, um, you, you still need some form of distribution in the sense that are you going to be doing them online? Are you going to be doing them through social media? I mean, for, for, through YouTube? Are you going to be doing them through your website? Um, just to be clear, your distribution model. And then when it comes to product, you know, it becomes very important because when it comes to product, your distribution could actually cost you. You know, so you might, for example, be using a delivery service to actually deliver your products. For example, let's say they order your products online and you have to deliver them to those people. You need to take into account the cost that is going to be, you know, how much it's going to cost you to distribute them as you're working with the distribution company. But also you need to identify which delivery company that you're going to be working with. So it's very, very important early on in your business to say, I've got these tissues. How am I going to get them to my customers around the country? You know, because it might even start to change your business model from you want to distribute around the country to, I, let me just start in Joburg because I, I don't have the means to distribute around the country as yet. So those are some of the things you need to consider. And then uh, key uh, resources and key partners. Let's put those two together. Yeah, I mean, key resources, um, it's quite a simple one, uh, but it's still very important for you to think about it early. You know, if you're going to, for example, be creating a gaming room where people like us, they are going to come in and they're going to be able to play uh, PlayStation 5 and they pay you a certain amount of money um, per, per day or per month or something along those lines, you you have to understand exactly what key resources you're going to need because it's easy to say the idea, but when you actually start and sit and think, I'm going to need you know five PlayStation 5s, I'm going to need extra controllers just in case these ones break, going to need a solid internet connection. I'm going to need a premises where these people are going to come in, um, you know, and I'm going to need staff, you know, staff members are also part of your resources and all of these things come together and they actually start giving you an idea of whether or not your business is going to work. And if it does, they force you to 
to, to consider what exactly you're going to need to buy or need to rent in order for your business to work. And it just brings things into reality a bit more when you realize the resources that you need to run your business. So that is, that is an example of that. And I mean, when it comes to key partners, again, I don't think any business can live in isolation, especially nowadays where we live in an ecosystem-based economy. You're going to need some partners um, in order for you to actually run your business. For example, if you're selling groceries or you're selling vegetables, that's your value proposition. Maybe you're selling them at a cheaper price or at higher quality. You're not going to be, you don't, unless you grow those vegetables, you're going to need partners like farmers. You know, your farmer who actually grows the crops will be your key partner. Your actual, maybe you want to deliver them. Your The drivers who actually deliver, uh, or maybe let's say, who delivers the vegetables, they are also going to be your partners. So it's good for you to understand very early or to identify very early who are your key partners so that you can start identifying exactly who you're going to approach with this business model. I really like that. I really like that. As we wrap it up, I want us to wrap up with now we've got all those. Somebody has listened to us. They've got all of those. They've identified the partners. They've done this uh, uh, model wheel canvas, um, business canvas model to be able to know, okay, who do I want? Who am I selling to? How am I selling to those people and all? Let's quickly, in about three minutes, if we can, try to cramp it up, like literally a one-on-one fast-paced business uh, plug in terms of how do we then um, register the company? And uh, like the when should one then go? I think this would be a good place to say now when you have these, your when is justified, you know, but why should we then register this company and how? All right. So registering a company, I would say um, it's something that you should do as soon as possible um, because, again, it's not that difficult and it is cheap. And you're probably going to need to produce your registration documents when you're opening a bank account or when you, you know, talking to a partner, when you're talking to funders. So I would say do it as soon as possible. And if you want to do it, um, again, it's up to you whether or not you want to hire someone to do it, but you can actually do it alone. You can literally go to Google and you Google CIPC and then you go to e-services, that is e and services as one word, and that's where you can actually register as a CITC customer, and it'll actually just guide you in terms of how to register your company. So it only costs you about 175 Rand in total, so that will be 50 Rand to reserve your name. You know, they're gonna give you four choices, you're gonna have to produce four choices of possible names, I tell you which one um, works and that is good or rather which one is free and that's going to cost you 50 rand and to register the company is going to cost you 125 rand so all in all it's going to cost you 175 rand but during the process some of the things that you're going to need firstly are your you know certified id documents so a certified um, copy of your id um, and not just you, anybody who you list as a director in that company, they're going to have to provide um, certified copies of their IDs. And yeah, apart from that, they're going to give you a little document to sign. You sign it, you email it back to them. And I promise you, it's so quick now. You know, if you, you can actually register a company within three days or even two, depending on how quick you are to produce the document. So I would say if you've got the the technical or computer know-how, do it yourself. But if you do need somebody to help you, don't let them rip you off, you know, uh, let them charge you a a good amount for it. Mm. 
No, we are out of time. Definitely next time we'll get a bit again, touch on this part of registering the company, what one should take into account, especially when you're trusting somebody to help and do it for you. You want to make sure that all those documents are registered in your name. They did not take a share of it or you don't have your name on the paper they're giving you. But when you go to the system, it isn't their name, you know. So all of those kind of factors, we really need to make time in the next in the near future to see how we can mitigate that what businesses are we plugging today all right now today uh also considering time i just want to say there is a new incubator in the region of davidson that is coming up called numinous business collective which i love to see when business incubators come up so they're basically coming together to help other businesses and connect them to opportunities so i'm glad to be helping them out with that as well but so it'll be great to shout them out. All right. Any dates uh, of the forma- of when it's going to be happening or anything like that so far? All right. So it's launching uh, this coming Friday. So anyone, even if you're not in Davidson and you want to join an incubator, nowadays you can join online. Um, all of their details will be ready um, when they launch this coming Friday. All right, you can follow Ntogozo at Ntogozo Tlatwayo or Philly Grinette for more information, and that's where you're going to find it. Otherwise, continue to tune in on the Business Forecast on YouTube where they are having amazing guests to in conversation with amazing guests with lessons that are priceless, and we then come here and we'll break those down for you so that you could uh, get the most out of that experience. Otherwise, thank you so much and have a fantastic day. It's my absolute pleasure. And as always, I wish all your listeners all the best on their endeavors. Bye and thank you. Yeah, bo, that's how we wrap it up. And I always say this, you don't have to have a business. I tell you, if you, you could be a parent, use these things that we're talking about in how you do family. You could be in a relationship, you could be in a friendship. And using these, what value proposition does your friendship bring about? What You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Thank you.